0: Okay guys, welcome to the ATP Fitness Podcast for our second episode, so we're after getting great feedback from everybody on our first episode, so we're really happy with that and we want to just thank everybody who took the time to listen to it and also took the time to share it and just on the the sharing competition that we ran, uh, Jen Higgins is our winner who gets a free ATP recipe book and Nutritional uh, Weekend Survival Guide, so well done Jen and we'll be running the same competition at the end of the episode, so stay tuned for that. So, today's episode, we're going to be covering aspects of nutrition. Now, it's probably the most hotly topic at the moment when it comes to nutrition and people getting results and people being confused. We think nutrition is the number one factor. So, we're going to see what we can kind of condense into the episode. We're going to try to give you as much information as possible and we're going to try to have you leaving the episode just not as confused as when you first started listening. So... When it comes to nutrition, look, it's the number one factor when it comes to, you know, health and weight loss. So a lot of people are quite confused. and I think t- in today's culture, it's a massive diet culture and people are, seem to always be on a diet and off a diet. So there are pros and cons to, to it, but I think, like, Keen's going to touch on, you know, just the diet culture that we have today and the pros and cons of it.
1: Yeah, so when I see um, diet culture, I, I, you know, think like everyone seems to be on a diet at some stage uh, and unfortunately some people seem to be on a diet all of the time um and like you know we talk about diets there's hundreds of them out there now at this stage so whether it's like low carb low calorie low fat keto intermittent fasting five and two like the list goes on and on so people kind of hopping in and out of these diets without any real knowledge or education as to what's actually happening um, and the impact the diet is having on them besides the initial gratification of weight loss. But like when that kind of in- initial uh, like weight loss um, dies down or they plateau or they realize that the diet uh, that they're on is unsustainable, they can't maintain it, it doesn't suit their lifestyle, uh, they're a bit lost then so, you know, it's back on the bandwagon then of whatever diet is popular at the time or you know whatever diet my friend is doing and it's working for them so you know uh, I, I'm going to give that a go so like there's, there's no nutritional knowledge being gained even from kind of like jumping from one uh, diet on, on to the next um, and it's kind of a, like a, a, a quick story there of a, a consult I had uh, recently with a, with a new client in ATP kind of like sums up uh, what I think of diet culture and um, every Every uh, new client that joins us in ATP, we have an initial consultation, and part of that is them filling out a questionnaire. Um, and one of the, the, the questions we have on the questionnaire is, uh, Have you been on a diet before? And if so, what type? To which her response was, Yes, all of them. So that's funny, but like, you know, it's sad as well because, like, unfortunately, um, you know, this, this, this woman has spent like basically her whole life on, on a diet. Uh, of of one form of another But like you know She told me that she's yeah, Like you know The heaviest that she's ever been So there's something wrong there
0: And I think like Touching on that It's not just the one client I think you know When, when someone does fill out That form with us You know They might list out A number of diets And it's very important To To we touched on it In the first episode But just to, People again Are not taking a step back When something doesn't work mm. uh, It comes down to You know What diet did you go on And, and why did you go on that diet So like The why again is you probably went on a diet because you wanted to lose weight, okay? So, when you lose the weight, have you kept it off? No. If the answer is no, then that diet probably isn't the right diet for you. Because if you go on it and you come off it, so this six-week, eight-week mentality that we spoke about, if you go on a diet that's only going to last six weeks, and then when you finish six weeks, it's like, happy days, weight, measurements done, now I can go on an absolute roller for the jazz weekend and, and you know, do what I want. Or else you can kind of look at something as, what's more sustainable? Do I want to lose weight and keep it off? But I don't think anybody's actually looking yeah, at I, that.
1: I, I think the issue there is, like, no one's looking beyond that, like, you know, six-week to 12-week time frame where, you know, they have either a holiday coming up or a wedding coming up. And, you know, what about the after-after? So, like, what happens after the wedding or what happens after the holiday?
0: And that's where, like, the diet stuff comes in is the sense of, like, you know... I'm going on a diet, I'm going to change every habit I have, every nutrition habit I have right now, I'm going to change it all, I'm going to restrict myself fully, I'm not going to go for lunch with the girls, I'm not going to go out with my friends, I'm going to miss all these events for six weeks. But unfortunately, that's not real life. Like, you know, you have to be able to somewhat incorporate your regular life to be able to maintain something. So, the reason people fail on diets is because we said this thing beforehand about, you know, trust. And you're trusting the person that's giving you a diet. So you're like, I'm going to join a gym or I'm going to a nutritionist, whether it be in person or online, and you're giving them your money first of all, but you're also giving them your trust. So that person, I'm not saying they're being malice, but if they're giving you a diet to follow, and it's not something that's gonna fit into your lifestyle. If they're giving you a diet to follow and they're not explaining to you that if you cut all your carbohydrates in this diet, if you go on this extreme low calorie diet, then you are gonna lose weight, you are gonna lose fat, you are gonna lose maybe a bit of muscle. But by doing that, if you can't maintain that and you go back to your old habits, your old routines, then that way it's gonna come flying back on. That that person you've trusted is just getting you to the after and not thinking about juice said as the after after. Yeah. And that's Is that your fault? Not necessarily. But the person listening here is like, you have to start thinking what kind of foods, you know, learning what foods are, learning about nutrition and understanding that instead of just going, tell me what to eat. No, like we're not going to tell you what to eat. Like it's up to you. Like food is a massive part of your life. It's your overall health. From now until the day you die, you're going to have to eat food. Would you not spend a little bit of time to try and educate yourself and understand the, like the, the role food has in your overall health. Whereas, people just want to be told what to do. You know, I think that's one of the main problems we have. Like, and it's like until people decide they want to educate themselves even a little bit, then there won't be any real change. You know. Yeah,
1: absolutely. So, like you know, you've tried all that; it hasn't worked. Why don't
0: you just give this a go, maybe? Yeah. 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 And that's like so. When it comes, when it comes to, is there a best diet? No, is the answer. The best diet is the one that you can you can sustain, the one you can kind of go on. And we're, we're all for like, you know, if you want to kind of tighten things up for a period of time to get a bit, you know, lose weight and get a bit leaner. But again, it's tightening things up a little bit and not, you know, completely changing everything. Yeah. So like when it comes to diets, they all fall under one bracket, the whole lot of them. So no matter what diet you go on, there's one fundamental principle that you cannot escape and this is probably one of the most important things we're going to say in the podcast, is that energy balance is the number one thing when it comes to losing weight, maintaining your weight, or, or gaining weight, okay? The energy balance factor is the one thing, The princ- that's the main principle. You can do it any way you like. You can do any type of diet, eat any type of way. As long as you're creating an energy deficit, then you're going to lose weight.
1: I think a lot of people, or like most people, when they're engaging in a diet or being given a diet, they're not told that underlying principle, which is, like, the most important part of the whole thing.
0: And that's, that's again, you know, you're not being coached. You're just being told, here, eat this. You're being told, like, you know, okay, we're going to cut all our carbs, or, you know, here, we're going to try intermittent fasting. But it's not telling you that they're creating an energy restriction. So food you're taking in versus the energy you're putting out, when, when it comes down to that, and it's, like, calories in, calories out. Like, we spoke about this loads of times. Calories are everything, but they're really important to understand what they are. And for those who, you know, might not even know, like calories are it's just an energy. It's just measured energy, that's all it is. So it's like knowing the energy of a certain food and then knowing how much energy your body needs. And it's figuring those kind of numbers out and kinda what that amount is. And until you kinda have an idea of what's in food and what's in drinks, then you're forever going to be kinda thinking good food, bad food. Yeah,
1: and, and that doesn't mean necessarily going calorie counting. Uh, that just means becoming calorie aware and yeah. like building an awareness. And like once you know, you know. Um, so it's just like you know, um, like if 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 there is a particular bar of chocolate you like, or you know a particular uh, breakfast that you like, if you if you learn the calories within that bar of chocolate or within that you know that eggs Benedict or whatever it is that you're eating, um, like you you it's going to stay the same. It's not yeah. going to change.
0: And that's the thing. Like once you know something once, you, know, you have an idea. That there's three or four hundred calories in that. And to touch on calories, and before, like, people can think, oh, it's it's all about calories. Like, i said this last times, calorie counting is flawed. Like, it is flawed. It has massive holes in it. So, like, do you know how many calories I might tell me I might have one calculator versus another? It could be mm-hmm. three or 400 calories, you know. Then I, you putting in activity levels can make a massive difference to your, your number. But at the end of the day, it's probably the best we have at the moment. Mm-hmm. So, if you figure out a number, so let's just say 2,000 calories for Joe Soap and for them to maintain their weight, okay? So... You have an idea that that's roughly the number. That could be 2324, could be 17, 18. You just don't know until you actually try it. And like by not counting every calorie, but just being aware, all right, I'm going to eat something here. It says on the thing there's 420 calories in it. I have an idea. And then adding up the bulk calories and having a rough idea that you're eating this amount. And then when you do that for a period of time, that's you can start seeing, like, you know, am I losing fat? Is is the way it going down, you know? Yeah,
1: important to let people know here that, like, we don't calorie count. At all. At all. Yeah, yeah. try it once for a day. Yeah, hated it. very, very hard. <laughs> very hard that's yeah. something to get across. But what we do have is calorie awareness. So, you know, we're able to intuitively eat food. Um, but that takes time. You yeah, know, a lot of time. It,
0: yeah. And it takes you know, knowledge, again. Mm. You know, it takes, I always say, like, it might be a bit unfair because it's the industry we're in. Well, quite knowledgeable when it comes to nutrition and you know it's that calorie awareness which is going to be the absolute key to really kind of having freedom is is what I like to call it you know so people have this mentality of good food bad food I believe if you become calorie aware and energy food and energy balance then no food technically is off limits yeah there's no
1: such thing as a good or a bad food there's just you know the nutritional value of a food and the calories within it
0: yeah and so like you know people will talk about Calories versus being healthy, like you know, it's not all just about calories. You know, you could eat, you know, all crap food, and you could you be very unhealthy. Like one hundred percent, we completely agree with that. Like if you eat really, really badly, but you're still within a calorie deficit, yes, you might lose fat, but you're not going to be very healthy. No, definitely not. Yet. But if you if you if you eat, are you going to eat one hundred percent healthy all the time? The answer for a lot a lot of people is going to be no. And the, and the opposite of that is you can
1: also eat very healthily. And still gain weight. Yeah. Did it myself for years. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> Officer Keaton was like, you know, having his lunchbox and it looked really good and really healthy but he was just piling on like nuts <laughs> Massive quantities of calories. So. I was just like, he's just loading off calories here. And just by adjusting a few of those made a big difference to, to, to your weight and your physique to be honest, didn't it? Yeah, massive.
1: Yeah, but again, just it takes time um just like learning these things s- habit stacking basically so like not making too many changes all at once so like you know making a small change letting that become a habit and then maybe uh
0: add it, adding in another change a few weeks later a few months later like realistically if you think uh, the eighty twenty rule of like if you eat well 80 percent of the time and you can have your kind of you know your treats and whatever you want 20 percent of the time that, that's something you can probably sustain and something you can keep doing so like I said for me the people I often see on, on my Instagram you know they might see the KSEs that I put up or the, the cake that I put up like, but they're not seeing the the, you know, the the lunches that I'm having in my lunchbox you know Monday to Thursday yeah. and you know my snacks that I'm having they're not, I'm not posting up them so like all you're seeing so I was like oh it's not fair and you you get to eat this I'm like no I get to eat this because I've been good I've been, you know, I've been eating well all week and I've been watching my calories or oh, you have that awareness so you're a big fan of your
1: chocolate brownies, <laughs> so if you have a chocolate brownie after lunch, you might just leave out your snack
0: in the afternoon and that's, before dinner. That's a big thing, and even when it comes to like, oh, how many calories in a brownie? I don't know, but I'm going to guess about 500. And yeah. that's probably that's probably a high end estimate. For some, might be a low end estimate, but it's it's a good idea. That's probably about 500 calories. So in the rest of the day, I'm going to look at taking out, you know, one or two things from my food. And for like this, is definitely, I want a free Creole for this. But KC's in Douglas, every tour is there. I get a creole without fail, and I get some more as well. But I get a creole mainly, and but on a Thursday then I am very hungry going to K.C.'s because I'm trying to limit my calories that day because I know I'm going to overconsume massively by getting what I get in K.C.'s. But like so I might eat lunch and I won't eat again till seven or eight that evening until I get to K.C.'s. It doesn't mean I'm I'm getting rid of all the calories I'm going to have, but it's definitely going to help counteract. So instead of me having my meal, my normal meal, my snack and then getting KC's, it's like, okay, I know I'm going to have way more calories than I'm supposed to have. So I'm just going to try and counteract that a little bit and then on Friday I'll try to eat a little bit less again.
1: Yeah, and that's where, like, I suppose people can implement those small changes where, you know, take the weekends, for example, where people would struggle the most. If you know you're going on a night out or if you know that you're going to meal with friends, absolutely nothing wrong with that, but if you know that's going to be like a, a big consumption of calories, maybe just have a look at the food, your the rest of your food that day, and the next day, where you might maybe change a snack or take out a few hundred calories through a snack, or yeah. maybe prep your food for the next day so you know exactly what you're eating.
0: Like okay, a big tip for for again, this when it comes to the weekends, is that if you are decreasing calories, it's to try and we touch on it more later on, but increasing protein and fiber yeah. throughout your day because that will keep you fuller. So if you're reducing calories that day, increasing protein and fiber will definitely help with that. But when it comes to So people are often like, oh, how many calories do I need? Like, that's not necessarily the way you have to go. And for Mm. the majority of people, like, you don't have to be this and call it calorie obsessive. It's not obsessive. I said, awareness gives you absolute power, in my opinion. So I can choose to have something or I can choose to not have something. But I know if I've had my calorie intake for a day, roughly, and I'm choosing to keep eating... Then it's on me. So I'm choosing to keep eating, so I don't feel guilty for it. I know I'm eating a of eating. So the next, when the weighing scales goes up, or the next day, or I feel a bit sluggish, then I know it's because I've overeaten. Yeah, and
1: that, and that comes to, like the, the mindset towards food then as well. So, so like you know, instead of feeling bad or feeling guilty, like when you have the knowledge, you know what's happening.
0: And that's, I think you know, it's a, we're in, we're in an area where you know food can cause a lot of anxiety. Mm-hmm. People can cause a lot of stress. And just think, I said to Kian, the amount wanted diets that you've Been on, and people have been on, you know, it's crazy. So, people are willing to just kind of every six weeks go on a diet and join a gym and then do nothing for maybe six, eight, ten weeks and then go again. If you add up, you think the money, the time they're spending, yeah, it's, it's massive. Crazy, lick, like, yeah. and if you're not willing to look at it as you know, even 12 weeks or six months of six months are going to just change things a little and but we'll continue that for the next six months, you'll probably get the result that you're chasing. Every six weeks, yeah. there was definitely a client said to us before she's lost as thirty stone, but it's, the, it's been the same stone same for the last five years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, was, few, was, few have said that. Yeah. To us, so like yeah. you know, it's are you losing the same stone over and over again? Like if the answer is yes, then it's it's why? Mm-hmm. Like what's what's causing it? And it's not like lack of exercise. And you touched on this beforehand that people are walking their balls off. Yeah, it's
1: not it's not true lack of effort or people trying. It's just i suppose some people might get misled, misled then other people might just you know choose not to educate themselves on what's going on um whereas if they spent a little bit of time um you know gaining that like knowledge and that awareness like they've like once again like once once you know you know so you don't have to, like, relearn these things. When you uh, gain calorie awareness and you learn a little bit about nutrition, uh, when when you've learned these things, that they're like lifelong lessons that you can implement whenever and however you want.
0: And I think with that, we said it in a staff meeting one time, uh, when you learn it, you now have the power to, to educate your family and, you know, if you have kids, to, to have your kids living healthier. It's like, like, th- there's massive reasons why people are, are overweight and obese. And... I suppose a clear thing to get across is that we understand like it's it's not, you know, just a case of you're just you're just lazy and you've gotten overweight. There's loads of factors play a massive part in you being overweight and you being obese. So by understanding that like it's not just a case of oh, I haven't been exercising so I'm just gonna join a gym. Like if you look at as I said we touched on it before, just like, you know, from you from the womb straight up until you're, you don't have much choice per se so like even you're in the womb that plays if you're if a mother's is you know, really overweight and they get pregnant then like like genes play a part straight away in that Okay, genes don't determine who you are or what you're going to turn out but it just gives you a, a higher chance of being obese <laughs> let's say you're in, you're in a family family area, so your environment is where your family sit down and have dinner together and have, have breakfast together and you're eating kind of with awareness. You're understanding that you're you're full. Or else your family sit down in front of the TV, you scoff food without even thinking. Yeah, mindlessly eating as opposed to mindfully eating. If that's yeah. the case, if, if you're in a family that does that for 10, 12 years, like, and then say like your parents aren't into exercise, aren't into fitness, or just are, are quite overweight, they're not exercising, not moving with you, your thing is to just sit down on the couch, then by the time you become a teenager, You've been ingrained in habits that are completely normal to you. You're not going to think these are, they, you know, these shouldn't be the way. And that's
1: the thing. It's 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 going to be a lot harder for that person to like, you know, shake off those bad, like those those habits yeah. and like, you know, learn new ones, a lot more beneficial harder. ones. And that's
0: what we're saying. And I know myself from the the study I've done is that, like, you know. For people to who are obese, you know, and overweight, it's really hard to lose weight. And uh, like when when you lose a lot, a lot of weight, so a couple of stone or whatever, your body is almost fighting to get you back to where you are Yeah, and I think you can you can attest for that when it comes to something we heard about, you know, hunger levels and that kind of stuff.
1: Absolutely, yeah. So I mean, when, when you lose when you lose weight, as as Ian says, like your your body's trying to nearly get you back to the weight that you were before. So if you lose. Um, like a kilogram your your appetite increases so if you lose seven kilograms your appetite increases even further so it's like this constant battle so if you don't have like the knowledge and the awareness of, of what's happening then like life's very difficult to maintain that weight loss and keep it off mm-hmm. and that's where we see like a lot of yo-yoing then um with weight fluctuation like gaining weight dropping weight and it's like never unfortunately this never ending cycle for people
0: yeah. so like when we speak like, please understand that we speak from knowing that it is very very difficult we're not saying it's just as easy as you know tracking your calories and doing a bit of exercise mm-hmm. but if, if you understand that it is really hard then maybe you'll be second-thinking or like thinking again before you go on an approach where it's an extreme diet or go on an approach where you're not going to learn anything again, you're just going to follow. Maybe you think, right, look, it is really hard to lose weight, uh, but if I educate myself, then it's something I can continue to do because it has to be a continuing process. You said in the last episode, fat loss is something that can't happen rapidly mm. and be sustained. Yep. So it's, it's on this person to understand energy balance as we said so like Uh,
1: like i suppose we'd hate for anyone to think that we're lecturing them yeah but like what we are trying to do is just provide a bit of knowledge and education of our own experience of like what we've dealt with ourselves and with like lots of clients
0: and like we like just before i said to kian beforehand we were up above is that like we should probably put a mic in when we're having a coffee because some (laughs) of our best stuff comes out there rather than actually in here but we were talking and we were saying you know when it comes to people and calories then you don't have to go like tracking every calorie using my fitness pal and stuff, but you can track your food. So like if you if you've been maintaining your weight, so if your weight is fluctuating maybe one to three pounds there now for the last three four weeks, right? and you're like oh, I'm, I'm maintaining this weight, I'm stuck at this weight, then without even mentioning calories, you now have your maintenance calories. You now understand. So if your if your weight stays the same for the last two or three weeks, whatever you're eating and drinking no matter what the food is, whatever you're eating and drinking for the last two or three weeks, whatever exercise and movement you're doing, that's for you to stay the same weight.
1: So if you put in a little bit of time and track that over like, maybe let's just say a seven day period, then you know that's your maintenance level of calories. And then what you can do is look at that and maybe just make a few small changes. So instead of like, you know, this diet mentality of drastic changes, look at what you've tracked over a seven day period and just maybe change a few things, um, omit a few a, a, a few snacks a few foods uh, and that, and it's just all about making those small changes as opposed to doing something drastic
0: and that's I, I think I said to Keane we touched on it there about how long people spend on diets and how long people spend on you know, different kind of gym memberships and all that kind of stuff but people actually struggle quite hard to fill in a seven day food diary I think if I'm being that honest i probably got one maybe two max in my career of training thousands of clients yeah. where they came in with seven days F-
1: people are very good at doing a five-day monday to friday food diary <laughs> yeah exactly this is very so true. like where people really struggle is tracking those weekend calories and like unfortunately they count too mm. um so like it, it often happens you'll ask someone for a seven day or you know a, a food diary you get monday to friday where's the weekend um uh, they or they either forgot to put in the weekend or like they didn't even know what they consumed at the weekend, but that's obviously going to have a massive impact then on their overall week. Um, so while well, it's okay tracking Monday to Friday, you have to include the weekend as well.
0: It's just it's just writing writing it down. There's like, there's no one there to give out to You, you shouldn't be giving out to yourself either. You're like, very important. First of all, when we're speaking here. Majority of people listening to this, we're all adults here. Everyone's an adult. Okay, and you've made it here. You're an adult. So. Don't pretend like it didn't happen. Like, do you you're you're fooling yourself. So, if you decide to have a lot of drink and have yeah, just just be aware of it. Mm-hmm. And if you regularly consume, you know, eight drinks on a night out, could you consume five drinks on a night out? People think that doesn't make a difference. Yes, it does. If you're thinking long term, then yes, it does. So it's one of these, these kind of moments that. You've that's got tr- to If
1: that's three, you're cutting back on that's six hundred
0: calories. And that's like you know we. On the alcohol side of stuff, I think we could, you know, this is why we said about the nutrition side of things. We literally, we've gone off track already, but like we could have <laughs> sent one area and just been there for the whole lot. But it's just trying to give you as much as you can. But energy balance, look, we are, so I'm definitely somewhat biased towards energy balance and calories because I just, I, I've seen the science to back it up. And I just, I believe it's, it gives people massive power. So if you understand that every single thing the passes your remote, okay, bare water and zero calorie drinks has an energy value in it, okay? Your body has to do something with it. So, if you're just aware of those calories, and the calories in in stuff isn't exact, but, you know, it's a good idea. So, if you're aware of those, and you can just start getting control of, I'm going to eat that because it fits into my calories, or I'm not going to eat that, I'm going to decide not to eat that.
1: And that's what it is, you're you're choosing. Yeah, you're giving yourself the power to eat what it is that you want. So, there's no restriction of foods or... Thinking of a food as as bad or you you can't have it because if you go down that route, uh, that diet mentality of restriction, restriction only leads to obsession. And when you obsess about something, you you, you know you're just going to want it more. Yeah. And that's going to derail you and derail your progress. So you know it's just going to end up you binging on that food, um, and and probably set 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 you back to where you were before.
0: Yeah. So like. It comes down to understanding, first of all, what your clear goal is. Do you know, is your goal weight loss? And is your goal to lose a couple of pounds, is to lose one stone, is to lose five stone? But you have to start somewhere. And the, f- the first place to start is look at what you're consuming right now. But if you can't do a seven-day, do a three-day food diary. But an honest one, and I mean food and drink. Include a weekend day. Eh? Yeah, exactly. So have two work days and a weekend day. Eh? And you're going to have a fair idea. And no, like, no food is inherently bad. There are foods that are more nutritious nutritious and less nutritious. That's kind of it. And there's more calorie-dense and less calorie-dense. We'll touch on that as well,
1: like uh, nutritional labels, because quite a lot of people don't understand nutritional labels and don't know how to read them. So um, you look at a nutritional label at the back of a packet of all foods, you're going to have calories is going to be the top one. And then after that, you'll have fat, off with saturates, carbohydrates, off with sugars... Fiber, protein, uh, and salt. So, uh, by looking at the calories, the pack of you know whatever it is is you're eating, just give yourself that uh, that awareness of the calories within the food. Because a lot of people get like shocked when they look at the calorie content of certain foods that they eat. They don't realise that it's so high. So, I mean, a common one there is like peanut butter. So, even though peanut butter is promoted as health food, it is still massively high in calories. So, if you're putting away fifty grams of um, of peanut butter, that's, you know, hundreds and hundreds of calories. Um, So it's just giving yourself that that awareness. Um, And things like you know carbohydrates uh, when you look of like which, which sugars so if you see like a carbohydrate take like a bag of porridge um, the carbohydrate content is going to be high but the sugar is going to be low so you're going to have this kind of like steady release of energy uh, over a longer period of time whereas if you take something like you know a, a donut or a bar of chocolate you're going to have high carbohydrate content but like it's going to also be relatively high sugar content so it's understanding that with that high sugar content you're going to get like an energy spike followed by a slump, and you're going to be hungrier a lot quicker as well.
0: And that's that's something to get across. Like the the calories or the carbs might be might be similar, but if the sugar content is higher, it literally, just, as Keen said, it's just going to give you a big energy, big energy spike, and then it slumps. And then you're going to go for that energy spike again. And that's why, like sugar's not again not not bad. Yeah, if you want to have a bar of chocolate,
1: have a bar of chocolate. Yeah. but it's just like you know exactly understanding of kind
0: of what what the difference is between the two. And, like, really being aware, like, again, as I said, the calories in certain foods. So, like, I'm nothing against avocados, but, like, <laughs> I think avocados is the calorie bomb. I'm like, people are, like, oh, I've been really healthy. I've had my eggs and my my sourdough bread and then I, I avocado with it. I'm like... That could be a out. thousand calorie meal right like, there. Like, yeah. Yes, yes, you're healthy. And we're all like, be as healthy as possible, but just be aware of the calories in it. Like, you know, that's so, so important. So, I think we've been on enough about calories, but yeah. I think it's because... It's that power that we genuinely believe it will give you. So if, if you understand there's a certain amount of food... you And this is... I've touched on this before. Every, everybody's different. Everybody's completely different. It's what makes obesity and being overweight so complex. And it's a very hard thing to challenge because everybody's completely different and reacts differently. But if you understand as a person that you get a certain amount of energy that your body can store. Okay? So you store it. And then as soon as you hit that number, you're going to go into fat storage. So your body's going to just store body fat. Your body's amazing. It can keep storing body fat. So... If you overconsume regularly, then it literally goes, I have all the energy I need, you're not boring it off, then I'm going to continue storing fat. To lose that, then you have to restrict your body for the amount of energy it needs, and then eventually start using those fat stores, and it takes time. Like, give yourself five, six, seven weeks to really see something happen, because it takes that bit of time before anything really starts to happen. So, like, just give yourself time and just be an understanding that, finding out what what your kind of energy balance is, so how much you're eating versus how much you're moving, And kind of really trying to stay on top of that.
1: Yeah, Um, I I think having that knowledge and knowing what's going on there should uh, have a massive impact on how you feel when you're hopping up and down the scales. Because, like knowing that, that, I mean, you know, if you're up, there's a reason. If you're down, there's a reason. Um, It's just figuring out, you know, like you know, what what went on with it in that time frame of your
0: last weigh-in. Yeah, that's very important to understand with the weigh-in scales is that. As Keen said, if you're, if you're up, there's there's a reason. It's not, it's not magical. magic magical has happened. Yeah. yeah. So, like, you know, yes, you can get frustrated or else you can look at it and go, okay, I'm up weight. I've been good at my food. Okay, but have you been, like, you know, has your food been on point for the last seven days? It's You know, we know there's about 10, 15 different reasons the scales could fluctuate. You know, don't mention cycle for women. You know, are you stressed? Have you slept well? You know, have you had a high-carb meal? Have you had a high-salt meal? There's a million reasons. So if you jump on, there's a reason it's up. It doesn't mean you've not been... Uh, not good with your food, it just means there's another reason, yeah. and so it's important to understand. It. But also, when it's down, I think people will just step off the scales and yeah. go, Yeah, it's down, but not there's, there's this
1: either happy or sad mentality. Whereas, like if you're down, there's a reason as well, so maybe identify that. Uh,
0: and then, something you can understand, maybe I can try to follow this approach a bit more. Mm. Uh, the scales messes with people's head, and it's something that fluctuates a hell of a lot. So, just understanding that, take control of the scales. Like, if you jump, if you're up, if you're up, and you, you might have it really well, but if you're up. You're up for a reason. It could just be water retention, it could be something else. Could be the fact you've actually over consumed calories, but you know, it's understanding there is a reason and it's about you owning that responsibility and it's not the end of the world, like you know, so don't treat it that way. Yeah,
1: again, again looking at it over a kind of a longer period of time as opposed to day to day, week to week, looking yeah. beyond the six weeks.
0: If you don't if you'd done a graph of your veins of your veins, it would be all over the place. It'd be up down, up down, up down and then you kinda of start to see a steady if if you're kinda of following a plan if you just, it's like steadying off. But it understand time, it like. takes time yeah and that's yeah. like we, as we said instant gratification mm. so people don't kind of want to give it that time uh, like
1: maybe we might go into um, maybe talk about the macros next so when we, when we talk about macros we're talking about macronutrients so the macronutrients are protein um, fats and carbohydrates uh, the I suppose the, the one people tend to focus the most on is carbohydrates yeah. um so car- carbohydrates are the primary source of fuel. For our body and they're, like they're they're, they're cru- crucial when it comes to like you know our energy levels, um, uh, you know we use carbohydrates for energy for like, you know our brains function better. Um, when we eat carbohydrates, they convert into glycogen, which is which is the energy that's stored within our our muscles and uh, our liver.
0: But like let's let's get into it. Is like, people are afraid of loads carbs. Yeah, afraid of loads of carbs. Uh We don't blame you. We really don't because you've done something. You've dropped your carbs in your diet because someone told you that, to, and you've lost. You've seen the way the weigh and scales drop. That's how, that's most people's main measure of success has the weight and scales dropped. Okay, so everything is great. So you dropped carbs in your diet. The weights now drop massively. So you know associate no carbs means weight loss, which means I'm happy. Yeah, but you know,
1: like something we definitely want to get across today is that weight loss from going
0: on a low carb diet is a drop in water weight, yeah, not body fat. It's, it's water loss you want to achieve, is it fat loss, not fat loss? Because that's what you're doing. You like when you eat carbohydrates, your body needs water. That's it. has to has to retain water to do its job. That's what happens. So when you drop carbohydrates from your diet, you 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 get rid of water that you'd normally, you normally don't you know, need. That water, it. like, yeah. like it's not it's not fat. It's not you haven't lost that much fat overnight or over two or three days,
1: there's, there's there's a big difference between weight loss and fat loss, or there can be. So like weight loss can be one of or a combination of body fat, but but it can also be water weight and muscle mass as well. We don't want to drop 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 muscle mass, whereas whereas fat loss is an actual drop in body
0: fat. Yeah, and so like so when it comes to carbohydrates, like you know until you kind of number one on the relationship with the scales. And then come back and realize that like carbs aren't bad. It just means you're gonna retain some water. But I said Keen like lowering your carb intake, unless you're an athlete or something, it's probably a good idea because they're the ones we do over consume. You know, it doesn't mean not have carbs, but like when we do kind of overeat, it tends to be the carbs. I know for the fact there's like. The biscuits I eat. There you were talking about food labels. When I realised it was 83 calories per biscuit, it broke my heart. I was eating five or six <laughs> in a go, and I was trying to stop at five or six, like you know. But again, carb, like predominantly carbs in in those. Okay, so the foods you tend to overeat are carb-related. So reducing, instead you know,
1: of eliminating them, maybe just reduce the portion
0: size of them. Yeah. So like you know, people going about like they're going to do a keto diet, which is you know, no, basically no carbs, and get your body to utilise fats, or else they're going to you know just go re- really low carb. If it's something you can do and something you can maintain and you want to do it, then by all means do. But if you're just doing it as a goal for your weight loss and it's not something that fits into your lifestyle or something that you can see yourself doing for the next 30, 40 years, then you you need to understand you don't have to.
1: Yeah, and knowing they're the primary source of energy, maybe look where you could do it elsewhere. Like, I mean... There's no point in dropping your porridge from 50 grams to 30 grams if you haven't looked at your weekend calories and your Saturday nights out. And that's something people will see. They'll
0: actually ask, like, oh, will I, will I take out this meal or this snack? And I'm like, let's go back. Like, again, we're not, we're not bashing going out drinking, know, but it's like, let's go back to your weekend and see what you've consumed at the weekend. Have you massively overconsumed at the weekend? Yes. Can you consume a little bit less? Yes. Then keep eating the rest of your food and do that. And and like that's where like
1: massive uh, frustration exists then. So like you know, common like waiting day will voices. be <laughs> <laughs> it'll be uh ter- Thursday or Friday. Uh someone hops up on the scale and they're all sad, disappointed they're not downweight. Um and, you know, we, we have a chat as to like, you know, why and like they like all they seem to remember is like what's happened since Monday. Uh, so like you know they've been on point they've been reading reading Ely, re- really well um but then when you go back to the weekends uh, you know, they they might not even remember how much they consumed or the quantity of, like, calories they consumed over, like, that Saturday-Sunday period. So, like, be, being aware that, like, you know, even though, yes, like, 90% of the time you ate really well, that other percent of the time might, like, account for a massive quantity of the overall calories that you consumed. Yeah. And that's going to have a, a big impact then on, on your results and your and your scales weight.
0: And that's it, like, and it's understanding. With the, the carb side of things, if... Like if you decide to go low carb, and you've you've ate carbs all your life, okay. Yes, a lot of people go go low carb, and they can maintain it, no problem at all, okay. But they're a massive source of energy, and if especially if you're on a job, you need to use your brain, okay. Glycogen fuels the brain, as you said, but like you know, you need that comes predominantly from carbs. There are areas, whatever like we understand that, but mainly it comes from carbs, okay? And so people
1: will probably be able to relate that who mightn't have known the role carbohydrates played. So you know, when you go on that low carb diet, your energy is going to be low. You're going to be a lot more irritable, um, you get like frustrated, a lot, eat a lot 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 quicker. You know, your training's not going to be as good because you you don't have the, the energy. Yeah. So it's 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 not a great path to take.
0: Like the the person listen, the people listen to this, okay. So just like like just first take a second and think to yourself like. You, if you want to lose weight, uh, yes, I want to lose weight, imagine you could do it and you could still have a banana. You can still have a bar of chocolate if you'd like it. You, you know, you can still maybe have a glass of wine or two glasses of wine with your friends. You know, I, I, you can still there's
1: have a, n- Basically, there's no food uh, off there's limits.
0: There's no food off limits. If, like, I said to Keegan, like, you know, energy balance, like, you know, it's, it's the one area that I feel like, you know, when it comes to food and food anxiety, uh, it's the one area where I think you can really Take that away from people because you're understanding that there's, you know, I can have bare chocolate if I want it without any guilt whatsoever. And if you decide to have bare chocolate when you're over your calories, still have it with no guilt because at the end of the day, you're making that decision. So if you understand I've over it and now the scales isn't down, but you're taking that responsibility of you've overeaten so the scales isn't down instead of not understanding that at all and then the scales not being down and you kind of freaking out as to why the scale isn't down. It's about the person owning responsibility.
1: Yeah, take out the, taking away the victim mentality of yeah. this is happening to me.
0: Yeah, like there's always there's always a reason. Uh, and there's things we can do about it. So it's important to take note that like carbohydrates are not bad. Okay, we do tend to over consume carbohydrates. And that's why they have a bad name. Low sugar carbohydrates would be a better option. Because you, it'll keep you fuller for a little bit longer. And you know it won't give you as much energy slumps, so there are better options. I think we spoke yesterday about the spuds. Uh, yeah, yeah, so
1: potatoes actually are, are the most satiating. There's a there's a satiation index, and uh, potatoes are the most are the are the highest ranked. Uh, food of all foods, white potatoes, on the, white potatoes oh actually. Like
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, so yeah, it's so amazing. Whereas, like, people think, you know, I'm on a diet, I have to stop eating potatoes. It's that kind of like one of those foods that people will automatically cut out. Yeah, whereas, like, in fact, white potatoes are the most satiating of all foods.
0: Yeah. So, um, eat your, your spuds, yeah. Uh, but again, all we're trying to get across, and the only reason we're harping on is because we deal with clients day in, day out. And people are genuinely afraid of carbohydrates and they have, as soon as they have a carb, oh, I was bad, oh, I had a carb. Like, if, if you can take away that mentality. It's understand un-
1: understanding that um, that instant gratification of quick weight loss comes from a drop in water weight. as well, yeah. Which I, I generally think a lot of, not a lot of people are aware of that. I don't think so uh, Or they're not being told that or it's being withheld from them. So they think this is like this magic diet that mm-hmm. they're losing loads of weight. But like you know, when they plateau and this, this, you know, that that rapid weight loss uh, slows down or stops, you're know, a bit lost then as yeah. to what's happening. For those
0: who might not know, a like ketogenic diet is a diet where you're kind of it's fat protein diet, and you have to eat what, what's the low ups of 20, 20 grams a gram of carbs, fifty something, grams of carbs, something, something tiny like in yeah, area, so yeah. really really small amount yeah. of carbs, getting your body to go into ketosis, which basically says you know, uses fat as energy. Again, ketosis is simply an energy deficit. Uh, you're, you're eating less than you are yes there's, there's massive health benefits to it uh, but also when it comes to the, the other one is intermittent fasting was something underrated or the other intermittent fasting has its benefits has huge you know, has, has health benefits in certain areas but again intermittent fasting for those who don't know is kind of the 16, 16 8 mentality so like you're you have an 8 hour window to eat your food so and then you're 16 hours fasting so kind of people might go from like 12 o'clock to 8 o'clock they can eat what they want and then don't eat for 16 hours now intermittent fasting if it walks for you again by all means, go for it.
1: But but, but the reason it's working is because you're in a calorie deficit because yes. there's less time to consume the food.
0: And like think about think about so if if you like having breakfast, then intermittent fasting is probably not for you. But if, if you if intermittent fasting fits into your lifestyle and it's something that suits you, then by all means go for it. But understand, you're like if you're doing it for weight loss, that it's the same as doing you know being calorie aware and being an energy deficit that way. But some people can not even over consume in, in that eight hours as well, so that's quite important to understand. But in that twelve to eight window. If you think like breakfast in the morning, when do you have, so like the wasn't planning on going here, but you know, the mentality of don't eat after six o'clock, a lot of people still believe that. Yeah. Your body doesn't necessarily know what time it is. Okay. Especially when you're eating food. It's like, okay, yes, eating a really heavy meal before bed isn't great for digestion or maybe great for sleep. But besides that. In terms of like weight loss, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Why it's a good tip, and this is important to get across, I think, why it is a good tip to maybe not eat after seven o'clock or eight o'clock is... Think about the foods that we do consume at 8pm or 9pm.
1: Kind of like sugary snacks. Calorie dense yeah. snacks.
0: Like, you know, that's when we eat our kind of, or, you know, the, the food that we can, can overconsume as well. Yeah. Like, you know, the foods that we do kind of mindlessly eat. And that's something to touch on is that, like, you know, what's the word, hyperpalatable, just me. all it means is that it's food you, you eat without even thinking. Yeah, so maybe become aware
1: of the foods that when you eat them, uh, certain food types that when you eat them you automatically want more of them do you know for me before it was those like Thai sweet chilli sensations Don't so know. if I ate one of them and if it was a big bag you know the whole bag was being devoured and developed.
0: like 900,000 calories in those I think yeah is about thousand
1: like... calories in a bag you put it away in one, one sitting but like you know when I gained that awareness of okay this is a a food that I tend to um, over consume Like you know Gaining that awareness um, Then you know That gives me the choice And the, 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 the knowledge of Okay if I eat this food Then I'm going to Automatically want more of it
0: Yeah and that's like With me Like it's hands down Like they're a McVitie Chocolate digestive <laughs> yeah, You know the ones Like they're unreal But if I'm having a cup of tea And this is, again comes down to you know, not taking time To eat your food And stuff So if I'm watching something And I'm sitting down With Lisa having a cup of tea I'll have the pack of the biscuits out And before I used to just like Like dip it in and it's gone in one bite, but it's like 83 calories, right? There was one time we polished off ten. That's 830 calories. Now, if I didn't, if I'm not calorie aware, I'm I, I'm kind of going. Oh, I had a lot of biscuits. Okay, why not? 830 calories is a hell of a lot of calories. The next time I was like, okay, I'll have five, and I have to stop myself at five. Do you know, I, I I could eat more, but it's like being aware. Okay, I've consumed 400 odd calories here, which is a meal basically in three minutes. You you know and,
1: and again, that's not labelling any food as bad, yeah. the the crisps or or the chocolates. It was just become gaining that awareness over the foods. Um and, and again instead of like, you know, thinking in terms of restriction of okay, I know this is a hyper palatable food to me for me, so I, I'm not gonna eat it anymore. Maybe like allow yourself to eat it when you want, but maybe just add in another step that you have to take. So if you have it in the house, maybe removed from the house and if you really want it go to the shop and get it yeah. so like you know if you've decided that you want it it's okay you can have it but you have to go and get it
0: but even a small even a lesser step than that and it works most of the time is that I know take out I sound like I'm addicted to these biscuits but I take <laughs> out three biscuits and I'll put them on the plate and I'll put the packet back in the cupboard I'm sitting. I having my cup of tea, watching TV, having my three biscuits. Yes, I want more, but I'm like, here, I've to go to the cupboard and get them. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's not getting my need up. Like, but uh, like literally, I, just, I decide not to. So a small, t- like, find ways to just help yourself. That's all you're trying to do. Yeah. To know, I
1: suppose then you're eating mindfully as opposed to mindlessly. Yeah,
0: and that's it, it. literally comes down to understanding that you know I want to stay at a healthy weight. You know, I I want to be as healthy as possible. So just I'm, I'm being aware of what what I'm eating and what I'm consuming. That's all it is. It is just an awareness thing, like you know. Yeah. So, like, I hope people understand the carbs just, like, we're saying they're not bad, but it's just, you know, understanding that you can have carbs in your diet and you can still lose weight.
1: Yeah, so the role of carbohydrates play, uh, primary sources of energy and fuel for our body and our mind, Um, and again, they're not bad, uh, but they have been demonised, yeah. and understanding if you've been on a low-carb diet before and you have had that instant gratification of weight loss, why and how that's happened.
0: Yeah, and, like, sugar hasn't made you... Fat or overweight, like it, li- it hasn't. It's literally over consumption of those sugary foods, and that's why sugar has a bad name. Uh so just, just, just thinking about that. But again, I, like, think I mean, levels. if
1: you, you you can eat you can eat cake every day, you can eat chocolate every day, and still lose weight. Yeah. Once you're in that negative or in energy
0: balance. Yeah. So it's, it's just important to understand eating as healthy as possible, but having you can have a life, as people say uh you know with it as well but it's just incorporating you know what your initial goal is if your goal is weight loss then it's been just kind of understanding the steps you need to take okay
1: so we uh, move on to protein there so, yeah, we? <laughs> yeah okay
0: <yeah. laughs> so protein uh, massively important uh
1: when it comes to maintaining and uh, building muscle uh it's also the most satiating of all the food types so when you eat protein uh, when we're talking about protein we're talking about chicken fish uh, meat eggs dairy those kind of foods uh when you eat protein it's a signal to, to your brain that you know it telling that you you're you're fuller faster basically right.
0: So, like, with protein, it's, it's like, people just hear, or oh, eat more protein. I think people, everyone knows to eat more mm. protein. But again, as Keen's touched on why, it's just, it just takes longer to break down. That's all it is. Uh, it's, you know, it's really, really massive benefits. health, skin, nails, we all know that. Uh, well, I hope you know that. But uh, it just takes longer to break down, so it keeps you fuller. And that's that's what, like, satiating is fuller for longer. That's all it means. So if you're in a dieting phase, if you're eating less calories because you're trying to lose fat, then increasing your protein intake is definitely going to help. So doing it through having protein in every meal, and like ways, have protein every meal could be like you know eggs in the morning, could be having you know your chicken, meat, fish, uh, like and just for the vegetarians out there, you can get plenty of protein through through you know all your legumes and all that kind of stuff. Like so, just making sure that you're hitting a protein intake. So we like, want to get the numbers. I was going to skip, just skip. I was going to get the numbers. But yeah, no don't mind. bother getting yeah.
1: the numbers because yeah, just have no, protein. Like in every protein every meal. In every meal and snack, and I think it's somewhere where a lot of people struggle with is the protein intake when it comes to getting protein into every meal. So as a general rule, like, you know, people with protein intake when it comes to their dinner, they're going to have like a piece of fish or a piece of chicken or a piece of meat. Um, Again, with lunch, they might have like, you know, chicken in their sandwiches. Whereas the breakfast and the snacks, I think is like where people like really struggle with the protein intake. Mm. Um, Like if you're having, you know, toast and jam in the morning, th- th- you know, there's there's little to no protein uh, within that. Um. So maybe kind of looking at your breakfast and your snacks, and maybe bringing in uh, more protein that way. Yeah. Um, and that could be like you know just having protein milk in your in your porridge in the morning, which is like readily available at this stage. In in all supermarkets um, it's about three times the protein content in normal milk Um, and you know if you you make your if you're used to making your porridge with uh, water or normal milk maybe try that or into your cereal that kind of thing Uh, snack wise then um, if like Greek yogurt, yogurt yeah so you could like you know I don't know Throw, throw some berries into the Greek yogurt um, Quark is a new one that I found there recently actually it's like a soft cheese but like really tasty and you can get it like in lots of different flavours like vanilla raspberry blueberry again that's in like all the supermarkets um, Hummus so hummus is about 20 grams of protein per 100 grams so you know you could throw that onto something like rice cakes We're also
0: being aware of the calories and hormones, yeah like again going
1: to be high, high in calories food. yeah exactly um, hard boiled eggs is one I use on a daily basis yeah, it's four
0: every morning before <laughs> <to shift. laughs>
1: some people might find it weird but again very easy you can make them the night before you can take them out of your shelves you can pop them into Tupperware and they're good to go for the next day
0: and uh, the myth behind eggs uh, just forget about that keep eating eggs
1: Yeah, unless you're vegan uh, and then you've got the obvious things like protein shakes but not everyone wants to be buying protein powder and Protein bars, so you know, protein bar, very convenient, uh, but understanding uh, a very convenient way of getting protein in in uh, throughout the day and easy, convenient snack. But again, understanding that it is a chocolate bar with protein in it.
0: Yeah, and that's like I said, there's there's Snickers bars and Mars bars yeah. and all that <laughs> put, you know? And it is better to have a pro probably one of those than a Snickers bar or. A, At least a you're Mars getting bear. your protein. You're in. getting some protein. In. Right. But just being aware the calories still there, just all the still there, sugar content still there. So just just being aware of those things when you're coming in. Uh, so this is important Increasing protein Will help for a lot of reasons So just being aware Especially in a dieting phase To try and maybe Yeah well when you're losing protein.
1: weight It's going to help maintain That muscle mass as yeah, well exactly. Yeah exactly
0: So and fats Then would be the other one So fats We're not against fats But they are high in calories Okay so it's yeah, so, important We yeah, only need a so small amount
1: I suppose carbohydrates Protein You've got 4 calories per gram Whereas yeah. fat is 9
0: Yeah so it's quite a lot So we know definitely Like, like your peanut butter As you with Peanut butter The avocados doesn't mean again they're bad or not, it just means you need a little bit less than mm-hmm. them. So if you're piling on your peanut butter and not being aware of how much you're putting on, that's where issues can arise. Like look many people when you're eating healthier, you're rarely gonna overeat. Rarely. You, you see, you very well you might. Yeah, if you've
1: got protein in every meal, if you your veg and uh fruit intake is high, it's not a good That for me hard. alone, like without counting calories it's, be hard it's a great way uh, of uh, like calories weight loss. So yeah. like
0: if you if you increase your protein quite high and you massively increase your fibre, which is your fruit and your veg, somebody asked me the other day. And I was eating a fruit pot and ATP is that not bad for you because there's too many there I nearly oh no. lost my life <laughs> like a big deep breath and then, re- uh, then I reacted so my chimp didn't come out but I I just explained the whole sugar thing like too much that's like sugar being bad for you no matter what source it comes from I think we know no, it's not uh, so eating fruit and eating veg uh, belt away with it as, as long uh, the more veg you can have the better but those two alone will definitely help in your in your weight loss phase. When it comes to fats, they are very important for our overall health. So having good fat intake is is important. But I said just, being, just being aware of the calories in them, so peanut butters, avocados, when you're cooking with oils, that kind of stuff. So make sure, like, if you're free-pouring your olive oil uh, into the pan versus putting a tablespoon in, like, a tablespoon of olive oil is about 120 calories in it. So, like, being aware of the calories in the fats is probably the most important. I think uh, there's not many supplements we'd recommend, uh, but for us anyway, definitely, I think, if you're not eating fish on a regular basis... Having an omega three fish oil is probably something that yeah. A lot, lot of the right supplements
1: can. will have three six nine, but in today's kind of diet, we don't need a supplement yeah, of the six and nine. So literally, just getting the the yeah. omega three is sufficient.
0: Uh, a Client sent me a, a message already after I told her to have fish oil that uh, she was like, It's absolutely disgusting. And I was like, Look, you drink the and some mukamas again, just drink the fish oil. <laughs> uh, but it, it, it's important that, that you know, it's just one that to be aware of that if you're not eating fish, it is just has good health benefits. Uh, but if you can get your fish in, your oily fish in, absolutely way better, okay, than getting it in. But just so the fats are playing an important role, but it's just important to understand we only need a small amount.
1: Yeah. Those. So if you're if you're if you're trying to lose weight, if you're trying to create a, a, a calorie deficit, um, with you know there's nothing wrong with fats. There's nothing bad about fats. It's just maybe um watching the intake of them.
0: That's all it is. Yeah, exactly. So like I said, it comes to, it's energy balance. It's protein, carbs, fats. They all play a role. But when it comes down to to you and you being on a diet, like what's your mindset towards? towards food like right now so part of you listen to this, What, what how do you feel towards food, towards dieting? Do you feel anxious when you start, you know, thinking about food? Like it, it's the relationship with food that, that we need to try and tackle. Mm-hmm. If you if you're
1: looking at food as good and bad or like, you know, if you're restricting yourself or like, you know, uh if you eat certain foods and then, then it massively affects how you feel. Like we've got to get away from that kind of relationship with
0: food. Yeah. yeah. But I think like one one area that we need to get into uh, is alcohol like we live in a nation of a drinking culture okay I drink myself uh, sometimes overconsume, but that's you know it's the the culture we live in but it's something that like and then we hear nutrition stuff and diet stuff it's just kind of skipped over when it's probably like we're, we're not saying don't drink like it's very important we're not saying you cannot drink but it's so important to understand that if your goal genuinely and is important to you is weight loss you have to be aware of alcohol. Very quickly, how alcohol works. And this, like listen up, because when you consume alcohol, everything stops metabolizing in your body. So what I mean by that is that your body's using carbs, fats, uh, carbs and fats and sometimes protein, but mainly carbs and fats for energy, okay? So your body's using that. As soon as you consume alcohol, that stops. So it says, hold on a second now, you're poisoning me, because that's literally how your body sees alcohol. It's, it's a, to- a it's toxin. toxin yeah. yeah. So you're poisoning me. So it's like, I'm going to stop everything here. I'm going to metabolize, which means break down, and I'm going to get rid of this alcohol as quick as I can. So until that alcohol is gone from the system, everything else stops. So if you're consuming your normal food, or whatever, and then you put a lot of alcohol down your down your throat, that's going to be priority number one. And until that's gone, it's not going to utilize carbs, fats, proteins. Okay. So understanding that's what happens. So if when you drink alcohol, the calories in the alcohol have got to be burnt off before calories from your food is okay so if you can fit a couple of glasses of wine or a couple of beers into your your total calorie intake your body will get rid of those and you can eat your food and you're still in a calorie deficit you're going to lose weight you're going to lose weight but when you mindlessly over consume on a Saturday night or a jazz weekend coming up it's going to be a Friday Saturday Sunday probably for some people don't pretend it didn't happen
1: I suppose you've got the massive consumption of calories Within the the alcohol that you're drinking, but also it's going to massively affect your adherence for the following days. Huge. So, like, you know, and your food choices you're going to be night. going for, yeah. Your choices exactly. that night
0: are going to be very bad so for a lot you of Your eating. food
1: choices that night, the next day, they're all going to be impacted. You're yeah. making it a lot harder for yourself. And before anyone thinks we're the fun police, we both drink quite regularly. Quite
0: regularly, yeah. <laughs> exactly. But it's again, this thing of like, if we just bat off, and these aren't exact calories, but to give you an idea that you can probably walk out yourself in. So, like like, say, uh, A pint of Heineken 220 calories do You know a pint of board Similar But then go like A pint of Coors Light 100, 110 calories twenty yeah. calories Something like that Bottle of wine 700 calories there yeah. Between Heineken and Coors Light Do you get me yeah. Oh, yeah, G- yeah Gin and tonic So gin and tonic 100, A gin and full Slimline tonic Is about 140 150 Again guessing But even just Just use those figures Gin and Slimline tonic About 90 calories 100 calories
1: Saving calories Yeah so that's 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 60 calories or that's per drink yeah. so if you multiply that by 6 or that's what I want people like, to yeah.
0: do to maybe not not it, it's not frightening it's to make you aware that if you consume like points of Budweiser uh, regularly and you consume 10 over the weekend that's 2200 calories versus Coors Light 1100 calories so similar can you have can you still drink and have a, a lighter option probably yes can you have uh, you know a, a drink like a gin and tonic and have the Slimline tonic and save yourself 50, 60 calories over, over a full weekend. could be 10 or 15 drinks. Yeah. So, you know, yeah, that's exactly. a massive number. like yeah, so. There's, the, there's multiple days, things
1: you can be doing there. You can be maybe changing your drink choices, but then maybe like slightly reducing as well. Yeah. So that's th- those two things are going to lead to a massive difference of overall intake.
0: One tip as well, I suppose, from when I was dieting before and going out and not drinking, which I found quite tough to do, uh, was because it's just, again, it's obviously just an Irish thing when you're out, you have to have a drink in your hand. Uh, just literally when the drink is gone get a water just have a water in your hand like so maybe just and be good for the hangover the next day as well so if you're trying to reduce your consumption just make sure you have something in your hand because standing there you feel like an idiot yeah the I
1: suppose the, the better hydrated you are as well the yeah. less the if, less if, bad you're going to feel if
0: you think though the mentality that we have us included is that like my drink is gone I must go straight to the bar like that, that's the mentality murder for the Jameson ginger yeah, so, like, yeah. so like it's very important to, to understand that the, the alcohol and the calories matter so much but if you account from, if you're like, okay, I had, if roughly up as far as I can remember, but at least this many drinks, then you know you overconsume. So what can you do? You can slightly start reducing your calories over that week because you're not going out, but just slightly, and then slightly following during the following week, because then you're kind of just doing a bit of damage control. Yeah,
1: and I suppose much easier route to take than like massively restricting yourself Monday to Friday, and then having a blowout every weekend.
0: Yeah, like having a couple of drinks is not going to massively hinder it's when you go on a bender because you haven't had a drink in four weeks.
1: And it it comes down to what your goal is as well. Yeah. I mean, like, what you're trying to achieve at the the time. I mean, if if your goal is weight loss and dropping body fat, then I suppose, you know, there has to be an element of of sacrifice. It's not forever. It's just for that period of time until you get to where you want to be. And that's kind of, I suppose, then coming down to, you know, the difference between wanting something and being willing to do what it takes. So, like, you know, everyone wants to lose weight, but, like, you know, are you willing to kind of maybe sacrifice the weekends or, you know, cut back on your drink drink of the week and, and food consumption. And it's just for that period of time to to, to get to where you're trying
0: to be. And that, that's where clarity is missing for a lot of people, though, you know, because people, as you said, everyone wants to lose weight. And like I said, I said this before, because people love the idea of losing weight. But when it comes down to actually doing what it takes, that's where the issues arise. So, like, if, you, if you're not concerned about weight loss, you're not even that much concerned about health, but you listen listening to a podcast, do whatever you want. Like we're not yeah. telling you how you have to do these things. Like if you want to go drinking every weekend, you want you don't want to be aware of calories or whatever. That's like we're not saying there's no propaganda here saying you have to be a certain way. So we're not like other kind of cultures saying you have to do this religiously and do this this, this way. This is for the
1: people who want to make a change, but maybe missing the kind of the the knowledge and the education. The part. biggest
0: thing for us, and it's genuinely due to frustration, is that we see clients really getting upset. Uh, but, and then you, you ask questions and you're like oh you don't you don't understand it you don't you don't get it like you don't know what you actually need to do because you assume everyone's like I know what I need to do it's like you don't because when, when I ask you you think you need to go on a low carb diet or you think you need to not ever drink again that, you know? that's
1: going back to what we talked about the last day you know this this idea or this you know uh, false idea that like well it worked for you the last time so, like, you know, it must work for me now again. But, like, you know, it didn't work for you if you're back to where you started from.
0: And that's a, that's a big thing to think about is that, you know, if you went on a diet and you feel it did work, but you're right back here, then that diet approach simply hasn't worked. It hasn't. It, it wasn't suitable so to your lifestyle. So don't go back on the same thing because you have that thing you want to get into the dress in the next six weeks again. Because you're gonna just go back again until you learn something and educate yourself and make it a slightly longer-term fix, then you're forever going to be trying to, to chase it. And like I think, I thing we touched—I don't know—we touched on it, but like for someone who's like really overweight and obese, okay, we know that at this stage the implications to their health is a big risk. Don't be thinking I need to lose ten stone or fifteen stone or, or seven stone to get to, to get to where I need to be, okay? The benefits of you losing one stone. Or two stone.
1: It's going to be huge, huge, and like you, ca- you can't lose
0: two stones. Exactly. So to- like, don't think it's this long road that I have to get there. It's like if you go from being this weight and you lose one stone, straight away you've decreased your chance slightly. You lose two stone, you decrease it again. Okay. So like, a lot of people won't take the journey because they think it's so long and I'm never going to get there. You can't take that approach. You think of like, here's my win because now I'm slightly, I'm slightly healthier. I you know. I'm I'm exercising regularly. I I, I weigh less than I weighed before. My joints are under less pressure than they were before. You know, I'm at less risk of getting type two. I might still get them, but I'm at less risk. Yeah. And that unfortunately, long, a lot of people
1: think. think like you know it's going to be that just that magic number that's going to make them happy. Yeah. But it's it's not. It's that like journey along the way is like you know is is where the happiness is when you're when you learn something new or as you say like you know I mean people become more active, more able. Um, less pressure on their joints you know Happen happened to me when I carried a lot of weight before I used to have like, like sore knees and sore elbows and stuff whereas you know thankfully I haven't had any of that since I lost the weight
0: so like understanding what diet you've done before if they've worked or not okay for some people they have like some people like, went on a diet learned how to do it and now they're able to maintain their weight and again we spoke on last week about this balance point of like you know a couple of pounds here and there so you sacrificed, you got there. Uh, I said most people fail on maintenance. like It's about getting there and understanding that. So Okay, I'm going to try and stay here, but I'm going to give myself this window of moving up and down. If you're on this of like, I've done this diet, I've joined this gym for six weeks, and then I like stopped. So you got you got your goal and you stopped completely. What do you expect to happen? If you understand energy balance, then this is the thing. So people don't understand energy balance. It's just mm. like, oh, but the weight went back up. Okay, but why? Because you're moving a hell of a lot less. You're still consuming the same foods. So now your weight's going to go back up. You're moving a lot less, and you're, you know, or you're 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 still moving, but your your food has gone up. Then that's why. There's always a why. But like if if you don't just restrict the diet for six weeks, now it's gone. Then you have to kind of look at your food. If you're not moving as much, you don't get to eat as much. If that's kind of it. Yeah. Uh, there's no way around that. Like so, if you want to stay the same weight or stay stay healthy, then if you're the output decreases so if you're moving way less I know I'm sitting on a laptop a lot more you know, if you're not exercising regularly and your food stays the same as it was when you were doing all that exercise then you're actually going to put on weight so when you start moving less and decreasing movement and exercising less you have to counteract that with your food if you want to stay the same right.
1: weight I think another example there uh, and I think a lot of people are able to relate to it is um, on that low-carb diet where you've restricted carbohydrate intake over, let's say, a six-week period. And you've got, you know, you, you want to reach a weight because you're going on holiday. Um, so you haven't been eating carbohydrates for six weeks. You've dropped weight. You've gotten to where... You, the weight that you kind of wanted to be, uh, you're happy for a day or two. You go on holidays, you go back eating carbohydrates, you go back on the pizza and the the chips and the burgers, whatever. Guess what happens? The weight goes flying back up again. But you know, a lot of people when they don't understand through all carbohydrates, uh, play and and the water retention, they they don't they don't know what's going on. They just think you know.
0: That's what? the scariest, and yeah. the biggest frustration for me is that people don't. They think there's something wrong with them. Yeah, they feel like a failure. Yeah. yeah, and it's really not. Like, if you understand again, if you hopefully know by you now what, what it's doing, then you understand it's just something that's happening. It's a, a chemical reaction that's happening. This is what's happening. My
1: water, in, my water weight has dropped. My water
0: weight has the gone. Water back lost, I it yeah, should be called. <laughs> you know, not the fat lost, I yeah, But that's what that's what it is. Mm. But like, and just b- briefly on people saying, like, you know, does it get harder as you get older to lose weight? Yes and no, in my opinion, because right, yes, because. People aren't aware of what we just discussed about, you know, movement and, and and understanding food. So if you don't understand that at all, energy balance, how it works. You know, are you moving? Are you eating the same? And no, because if you understand energy balance, then it's not because if you're getting older, if you think now if you're in your thirties, forties, fifties now, okay? And the way it's just crept back crept up over the years. Look at what you, how how much you're moving now. So in your daily your job, your exercise, your your activities outside of work, okay? How much are you moving now? And look at yourself when you were 25, 26. Like, look at that. Like dancing, and all this kind you're, of stuff. You're that you were probably doing 26. you're probably moving a lot less now. Way less. I'd assume for most people. And then look at your food consumption. Probably what it was then, and it probably hasn't changed much since then. So you're moving a lot less, and now you're consuming the same food. So I've always, I've got, I've always eaten like this. Yes, you have. But now you're probably moving a lot more than a lot less than you were. So it's looking at that approach of have has my food staying the same but Am I moving a lot less Your than I was? food
1: intake might be the same, but like you know, the energy balance has
0: changed. Like yeah, <laughs> so like, uh, we went through diet culture where we, we hope you understand that, like, you know, finding something that suits you, uh, diets that kind of work for you, uh, and the ones that really haven't. So, if you keep rebounding, something's not working. So, anybody's listening to this, I want you to stop. And I want you to go for a second. Okay, I'm going to look and just take a look from the outside why this hasn't worked for me before. And before I jump in and join another gym or jump on a new nutrition plan, I'm going to ask some questions. I'm going to educate myself. I'm going to learn. Just the the basics is enough and see how we go. Understanding energy balance is the key when it comes to controlling your body weight. Okay, whether you want to believe that or not, that's the case. It's the fundamental principle we can't escape. How you create the energy deficit if you want to lose fat it's completely up to you. But as we spoke, doing it in a way that's suitable, that you can maintain. Don't do it in a way that's massively restrictive because you will end up creating this yo-yo diet again. Carbohydrates. I really, really hope you understand carbohydrates from us speaking on it now. They're not bad. When you drop carbs, you drop water weight. When you increase your carbs again, water weight comes back. That's the fluctuation you see on the weighing scales. Don't let the weighing scales be your sole measure of success. It's so important. It's one factor. So when you cut, when you cut carbs in your diet, the water's gone. So making sure that you can have carbs in your diet, but maybe looking at the carbs you're consuming, because you're probably over-consuming them more than anything else. Mm-hmm. So by decreasing those carbs intake will probably help. Protein really good for making you feel fuller. Uh, really good for loads of other reasons. Fats again, real good health reasons to consume fats, but just being aware of the calories in fats. Alcohol, don't ignore it. Just trying to manage it. Okay, don't pretend it didn't happen. You can still enjoy your life if you still want. If you want to lose fat, you can fit alcohol into your calories hundred percent. But just understanding what you want most is so so important. Um, and just having a good mindset towards food is really key. So creating a better relationship, which we do believe if you control calories and understand energy balance, then that's a really good way to do it. Yeah, you no so, longer have
1: to look at foods as good and bad yeah. uh, and you can have the freedom to eat what you want when you do have that awareness.
0: So we're keen to finish off with some top tips to take away yeah, that we want
1: you to take action on. Ten, uh, ten tips for you here. Um, first off is becoming calorie aware. OK, so, you know, becoming aware of the calories that you're eating, that doesn't necessarily mean calorie counting, or, um, but just becoming or gaining an awareness of the calories that you're consuming and the foods, that, uh, the, the calories within the foods.
0: Doing an honest food diary yeah seven massively. days it's for you yeah. it's for nobody else it's, for, it's not just doing food dairy. three, we, three love, four seven days
1: we'd love to maybe see clients coming up to us any of the trainers and coaches in ATP um, g- you know do a food diary for seven days and uh, give it to us we'll, yeah. we'll give you feedback we'll, we'll tell That's you what I think. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh, reduce liquid calories okay so um, with the exception of water and zero calorie drinks uh, all Liquid um, or all drinks are going to uh, contain calories. So, you know, instead of having a cappuccino, maybe switch to an Americano. Instead of having a full fat Coke, switch to a Diet Coke, Coke Zero. So, you know,
0: small things like yeah. The health versus calorie battle is going to kill me now. But orange juice, having a glass of orange juice, eat the orange. You know, yeah, uh, just things that just be yeah. aware of like those calories and all that stuff. Like,
1: probably it. got like you know, the juice of eight oranges yes, exactly. in a in glass, like yeah. Uh so protein in every meal. So um just including some source of protein in all your main meals and snacks. Increased fruit and veg. So as Ian touched on there, increasing your fibre intake. Very hard to go into a calorie surplus if you're eating a lot of uh fruit and veg. Obviously you still can, um, but in, in, in increasing um Vegetables. There's not, there's not a whole pile of calories in vegetables. Yeah. A lot of health benefits with it too. Don't ignore alcohol, manage it. So again, nothing wrong with going out, drinking at the weekend, socializing with friends, but like be aware of the calories within the alcoholic drinks that you're having and maybe the quantity of them as well. Um, what are you going to eat tomorrow? So having an idea of the food that you're going to consume tomorrow instead of like being in a situation where um, you're hungry and you've got either nothing prepared or you don't know what you're gonna eat. Cause that is kind of often where we make choices that have, you know, uh, an impact in our goals. So uh, that that could be prepping your food, prepping your lunch for the next day, uh, doing things like, you know, prepping your snacks, um, as opposed to just leaving it meal by meal when you get hungry and eating. Um, a, a, a massive impact on your choices there. Uh, identify foods you overconsume. So again, go back to the hyperpalatable foods. Identifying those foods that you do tend to, when you eat them, uh, overconsume them. Uh, so not banning them, but being aware of them. Uh, drink your water is a huge one. Oh my so, god! I can't yeah. Anywhere, right? like, <laughs> yeah. So we didn't actually even touch on the water. That's when um, we've
0: an exclamation mark next to that. And yeah. It's just like literally the most fundamental thing you can do which will probably have the most immediate benefits to your health is drinking water. When we do consults, I'm off now. When we do consults, like it says zero to one liter more often than not. It frightens me. Your body can adapt to no water, okay, but it functions way better with water. So get your water in it's like it's one It's not an excuse like get your water in mm-hmm. if you're somebody and uh, teach so here you're going to kill me but like I can't go to the bathroom because I can't drink water because I can't go to the bathroom leave the class same people who are in kind of labs and stuff after a week or two of drinking the extra water your body actually adapts so you won't have to pee as much that's just a little tip to take but like your brain works better your body functions better yeah. Just please, if you think about it, we're we're
1: primarily made up of water. So if we're dehydrated, obviously we're not going to function properly.
0: Yeah, like your your brain, your your cognitive function, your decision making, massive massively affected by your hydration. So like, just drink your water. Get it up (laughs) by if you're drinking like one liter, get it to one and a half liters. Don't think it has to be like you know straight to two and a half liters. For target for two for most people at least
1: yeah uh, next one reduce calories before meals out so what we're talking about here is like if you know you've got a big big night coming out coming up uh, and you know you're going to be consuming a lot of calories you could maybe uh, change one or two meals throughout the day go for like lower calorie options or maybe leave out a, a, a snack um, that kind of thing which will affect your overall calorie consumption um, throughout the day. And last one, learn to read nutrition labels. Uh, so edu- educate yourself on nutrition labels, what's in the food, but also the, the, the calories within the food as
0: well. Cool. So like, we really do strongly believe, I'm hoping you understand by the first two podcasts, that education is the absolute key to you being a healthier, happier version of yourself. Taking small steps and looking at the... Uh Looking at the 95% instead of the 5% stuff. So stop trying to jump on the next bandwagon thing and look at your foundations. Are you doing the foundations correctly? Uh, being straight up, look, this This one ran over a small bit, but we think like nutrition is the most confused area out there. And this isn't a case of me and Keen just sitting down for a chat. We've probably spent four or five hours, you know, kind of preparing this and we've talked about how can we give the most value because we could spend a full podcast doing. Any one of these subjects, so we do really hope that you've taken something from it. And if,
1: there, like you know, if someone has listened to what we've said and is still confused in certain areas or certain aspects, like whatever it is, whether it's carbs, whether it's like nutritional labels, come and ask us. Yeah. So if, like, you if know, you're not
0: a member in ATP, just give us a DM yeah, the, on Instagram.
1: The main purpose of this is to edu- educate people uh, and to help people make better decisions. Yeah.
0: So. That's our nutrition podcast done. It's something we can touch on again down the line and with the other areas we're going to go through, we'll definitely be touching on it. So if you have managed to stay with us to this point, uh, remember our competition is that like all you have to do is give us a share on your Instagram and just literally you have to tag ATP Fitness Cork and anybody who shares in any chance winning our ATP Weekend Survival Guide and our recipe book. So if you enjoyed the podcast, please give it a share. You want to reach as many people as possible. Our next podcast we're looking at is going to be on exercise and physical activity. Uh, and again we're going to be going through loads of different areas there and just getting you again understand what you need to try and do versus what you think you might need to do so thanks very much uh, our second podcast and we look forward to seeing you in a couple of weeks